0: Testing one, two, three, one, two, three, testing. I'm Ben McAdams, and I represent Utah's fourth congressional district. Before I was elected last November, I was the mayor of Salt Lake County. It's my belief that Washington might work better if we thought about governing the country the way mayors approach leading their communities. In this podcast, I'm hoping to show you what being a member of Congress is really like, and whether it's possible to run this country the way we run our local governments. Welcome to Washington. In this episode of Washington, Congressman Ben McAdams talks with Olympic gold medalist Derek Para. He talks about speed skating, teamwork, and what lawmakers can learn from Olympic athletes. All right, so I'm back in Utah today. I'm actually in Kearns right now came here as a visit a school in Kearns and then I'm at the Utah Olympic Oval where I've met up with Derek Parra, who I've known over the last six years when I was Salt Lake County mayor. Derek, uh, former Olympic athlete, uh, now is here at the Olympic Oval and still working with athletes here in Utah. Um, so Derek, first of all, catch people up on where you are, where you've been since the Olympics. And then I want to talk about um, issues as it relates to athletes and Olympic athletes in particular. Okay.
1: Well, first of all, welcome back to Utah. Thank you. Nice to have you back. Congratulations on your success. Thanks. Um, um, the, I, from the time I retired from, inla- uh, from competitive skating on the ice, uh, I coached for a few years, went to the Vancouver Games and coached the Olympic team there. And when I came back, I was approached by the Utah Legacy Foundation uh, to be their uh, youth outreach director. So at that point, just getting kids in the building, exposing them to these new sports and just giving them the option of trying to support them our core uh, winter sports. Uh, from then,
0: I... And, and got, let me say how cool it is that we have an <laughs> Olympic, a gold medal Olympic athlete here, well, an Olympic athlete here in Kearns, inspiring our youth to get out and get involved. It's pretty cool.
1: I'm very fortunate to be able to come into this yeah. building every day and, and yeah. try to help those kids that are, that are just like me when I was that age. Yeah. Uh, so I started doing that, and now I'm the director of sport. So I oversee all of our core winter sports, which are hockey, youth hockey, uh, figure skating, speed skating, and curling. So um, it's, it's great here to have this facility. I think it's a beacon to the community. Uh, We have a lot of outreach to the community as far as festivals, things like that, as well as our sport programs, and keeping kids safe, hopefully teaching them uh, the Olympic ideals and doing good mentorship for these kids.
0: So we've we've been talking a little bit about some of the, um, you know, the the role of the Olympics in American society, the transformative role the Olympics had here in Utah, uh, and... uh, maybe some of the challenges that athletes face so you you started as an inline skater Mm -hmm. uh, growing up in san bernardino california you're you strike me as kind of somebody who really was scrappy and fought for everything to every little bit to get ahead and and to where you are now but tell me maybe some of the challenges that an athlete faces as you're working to train and to hone your skill and to be really one of the one of the world's best
1: i think the uh the unlevel playing field comes in a lot of in support uh if you're a Especially in a sport like speed skating, it's not a it's not a mainstream sport. It isn't like basketball or football yeah. in this country. So you're only seeing about once every four years. Uh, it's tough for sponsorship opportunities because if you're a sponsor, it's hard to sponsor a sport which you don't see on TV. You see them once every four years, and at the event that you see them, which is one of the biggest sporting events of the of the year, it's an unbranded event. So you can't even have your sponsors on uh, logos on the uniforms of the of the. Uh, athletes. So it's been really tough, and in my, in my career, I know I struggled a lot, I, I self-financed a majority of my, uh, my journey, uh, a great piece that helped me succeed was the Home Depot Job Opportunities Program that was in place back when I skated, and that was a US, US Olympic Committee uh, um, job program with a company like Home Depot, uh, they owned it, and I was able to work part-time with full-time benefits and allowed me to continue to train full-time. And I had those health benefits that always kind of elude Olympic athletes or Olympic hopefuls as they 're climbing the ladder because there is no support, there is no funding and it 's just tough to to make it you 're working a full time job or a part time job and training full time six so, hours yeah. a day so
0: you say self funding you 're training six hours a day we just we just spent half hour training and i 'm wiped out so. <laughs> <laughs> um, six hours a day training you 're working a, a part time job uh at home depot mm-hmm. like literally working at I'm home depot Isles, right here in utah while, right yeah yep. and uh west valley right yep. and um i'm training to be an athlete and tell me what your competitors are doing
1: well if you're talking about the competitors in the other parts of the world like yeah. holland um they're they're training they're resting they're in between they're recovering uh they're 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 high profile sport athletes they're on tv they're in magazines Uh, A story I I briefly told you before was there was a a 17-year-old junior who was just coming in senior ranks, and his contract for a corporate team in Holland was, uh, at the time, 900,000 guilders a year, which is over a million dollars to skate. He hadn't won any medals. He'd he'd won a couple of junior races, but had promising talent. Here I was, 31 years old, going to the Games 32, winning a gold medal, and I was still working at Home Depot part-time because – it, just, it wasn't relevant in the big scheme of things here in the US. I'm, I'm not a professional athlete, I'm not an NBA player, I'm not getting those sponsorship endorsements. So it is an unlevel playing field, but my reasons for competing were just, I was so passionate about the sport and I saw a dream early in my life that I chased for years and years, probably longer than I should have, but I had success. But what's hard about today's athletes and the ones that I see in the day every day coming into our building is that there is a level playing field. There is no government support. Uh, they're struggling. They're trying to go to summer, trying to go into school. Uh, there is no collegiate part of this sport like there is in basketball. You can't train for years and get an education. You're training for years, and then when you're done, you're starting over. So you've lost a lot of that time. Uh, and it is, it is very frustrating to see some very talented and gifted athletes just not make it for whatever reasons, uh, and then they have to start life all over again.
0: So Utah, I think, did the Olympics well. They, we, they were financially a, a break-even, better-than-break-even yeah. proposition for us. Uh, other, other places, it hasn't been quite as, as good. But tell me why, why, the, why the American people should care about the Olympics, aside from the entertainment factor, right, which is, <laughs> which is fantastic. But why, why do we do the Olympics? What, what's the, why, does, why do we care?
1: Wow. I mean, for me, it was, I was so inspired as a kid seeing the, the faces of the athletes' performances and knowing their stories. Um, I think it's, I think if you look at professional athletes, it's the same kind of thing, but there's something different in my mind and my heart about representing your country as, versus representing a team that you're paid for. Um, I know there was some controversy back in the day when Carl um, Malone was asked to be on the Olympic team, and he, he said, well, how much are you going to pay me? That, to me, really hurt inside because at yeah. the time I was struggling to, to, to make it um, when, you, when you go to the games and you see the American athletes and what they've done to get there, not only that, but in my own experience, when I was on the podium here in 2002 and during the National Anthem, uh, I blinked my eyes for a second and I saw the people that helped me get there. That was my vision. That was my subconscious telling me that I did not do it alone. You know, they say, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it took a country to get me there, and I was standing on top of so many shoulders to have, to have that gold medal around my neck, to see the American flag being raised, hire the other two flags, and that is I think what is so powerful about the Olympic movement is that I know that every Olympic athlete out there that makes it, or it doesn't even maybe not on the podium, but it's there, has had the help of their community, their family, their friends. And it's not just this thing you see on TV where you're untouchable. We're we're regular people. We're out here on the ice with kids like we were. And we don't you don't see Michael Jordan playing basketball in a park with, with, with a kid, but you see, you know, a Dan Jansen, Eric Hyden, or myself out here on the ice with a kid from Kearns yeah. learning how to skate.
0: Uh, do, what's the relationship like with some of your the athletes from other countries? Do you feel, uh, I mean, do you feel a bond? Do you, you don't speak the same language, but you're all competing. Do you feel some commonality there, or is it, is it just super competitive?
1: I think when you're on the ice, it's competitive, just like yeah. anything else. But when we're off the ice, we're in the Olympic Village, so to speak, and uh, we're sitting at a table like this, and we're eating, we're eating from the cafeteria. I think we all have that bond because we all know we've worked our, our – hearts out for years and years to get there and we're experiencing this incredible moment uh there again there is some parity, uh, with how they got there and how we get there but I think that the respect you have for the athlete is what's important and in a sport like mine where time decides everything um when somebody beats you you gotta tip your hat off, off to them and yeah. say well done and the same will come true if you beat them and uh, there is no really like tactics or uh, team play it's just you against the clock so there is that uh, I think that camaraderie you have there, and and you race there all year long. So when you get the games, you know who the pe- the players are, and it's just who can perform at that moment.
0: So Utah's exploring uh, bidding for uh, is is bidding for yes. another Olympics, yes. not exploring bidding for another Olympics. Twenty thirty. Uh, Twenty thirty. Uh,
1: tell me, are we going to have a Utahn competing in those games? I think we are. I think we are. We have some um, some juniors that are coming up right now, and that's the, the challenge is finding that age group now because right in. And it would be in, I'm not sure how many years, in seven years we get the bid, and then uh, until 2030, we're in 2019, so we've got some time. We're looking for those ages of 12, 10, 11, 12 years of age to hopefully be at that right age for competing, but we've got some traction now. We're getting some, we just had our first homegrown Olympian in the last games in 18 in Korea, right from a few blocks away from here. Uh, two, just miss, missing having two and now that that's coming around and people are hearing that, we're getting more kids in this area trying, we have a seven year old right now who shows incredible talent as a seven year old it's hard to, to really say but the fact that she's so, so passionate about what she does, she's, you tell her what to do and she does it like that um, those are the ones looking for, her. hopefully we'll, we'll be here in 2030 and, and as a, a former athlete, now living in, in Utah, I would love to see games come back to inspire those kids that are here now that just never saw that
0: Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm thinking back on what you talked about, the relationship with your competitors, right? And so um, I heard somebody say recently that, uh, talking, I'm talking about Washington now and how divisive it is in Washington. And, and sadly, we were talking earlier about how broken it is. And I heard somebody say that we don't need less disagreement in this country, we need better disagreement. Our country was founded, democracy's founded on uh, argument, competition yeah. of ideas and argument, and that's okay. But maybe what we've lost is the ability to disagree constructively. So we maybe don't need less, we need better disagreement. So give me some advice as a member of Congress. I, I heard you talking about that competition on the field and then at the cafeteria, you have that respect for somebody who's fought their entire life to get there. Give me some advice uh, for Congress that I can take back to Congress. We, we're going to have disagreements, committee meetings, floor debates. That's a place for, for those disagreements, and mm-hmm. they should happen. What do we need to do to heal
1: our country? I, th- I think it's really a respect and awareness of each other. Uh, that's... I, I, and, Unfortunately, I see that everywhere in this country these days, not just in Congress, but you have these unaware, people that are unaware of their surroundings. They, there's this social media piece that I think that separates people from that communicating that we had in the past. Um, it's really hard. Uh, that's why it's so great about sport is getting kids and communicating and being in, in, in active with each other. Uh, when you see them go away and they're on their phones, it's really, it's really disheartening. Yeah. Uh, I love being able to communicate. I'm a communicator. As a kid, I always wanted, I would search for more people to talk to because that's how I learned. Um, I think in government, we've got to respect each other. Uh, I'm really disappointed in the shock value that we have now. I feel like everybody makes an argument and it's more about how shocking it could be rather than what really matters and how we can make a bridge between the two groups, two sides, however you want to call it and and move forward Um, we all work in business i mean now i'm in the business world it's not about dictatorship it's about how can we have our four core winter sports our managers this building putting everything together um, trying to find a solution so that it works for everybody because we all have different ideas there's always different processes but in in the end for us it's about the, the the person's experience coming is building, if they're happy, they're having a good experience, they're sharing those memories, uh, they're connecting, and then they're going home and hopefully sharing that with those around them. If government was so- somewhat like that, we can come together, um, we're gonna agree and disagree like you said, but find a happy medium where we can move forward and keep adjusting, and then with that, take that back to our homes, to our cities, to our dinner tables, and teach that, that compromise, that awareness, that respect, um, not the division, not the, the, the somewhat hatred that you're seeing nowadays, which is hard to see and I, as I told you, I wake up in the morning the news and I go to bed with the news and it's sometimes it's so hard to see the stations going over this reporting on the same thing that really doesn't mean anything in our society it's about a chip on someone 's shoulder or trying to get one up on someone else that's just it's done this happens to move forward yeah. how can we get be better you know see. Um,
0: You're reminding me of an experience this week. So one of my colleagues from, from the other party, who I actually really respect and, and look up to in, in many ways, gave a speech that, uh, and I, I try not to judge. I think everybody's got a a, relation, a unique relationship with their own district, and they know what their constituents want, and, and they, I think, I think thoughtfully, most people at least thoughtfully cast a vote. But this, this colleague of mine gave a speech that... Um, uh, and again I, I I guess maybe I am judging, but i shouldn 't judge, <laughs> um, but the speech was saying the democrat 's this the democrat 's that the democrat's this, and what struck me was i think I think we there 's room for disagreement, and this the speech he was giving you know I think there 's room to have different opinions on it and and um, and I, I I respect his opinion, but i just I guess I was disappointed in the language of the Democrats, as if the other side is all united in their wrongness and there's all good on one side and all bad on one side. And I I made a commitment to myself that I never want to speak in those terms of the Republicans, the Democrats. But maybe, you can be disappointed, you can criticize, Derek Parra is wrong on this, but that but maybe not paint with such a broad brush. Because I think that translates back home into this tribalism of my side versus your side. And and we are at war with each other versus a competition of ideas. And, you know, Representative Parra, wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Representative Parra said this, and I disagree vehemently with his position or his opinion, versus um, the Democrats, the Republicans. I think too much we retreat into this classification tribalism and it's my side versus your side and i'm all i'm i'm always right you're always wrong and um and that's what we're hearing and that's what you hear yeah. right and it comes back and it translates back to that and 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 some people then pick up their their pitchforks and their torches and, exactly. and go to battle with that right and yeah. and i think that comes back to me with we don't need less of dis- disagreement's good diversity of ideas different ideas that we fight for is good um, but maybe what we need is to disagree better. Um, not less, but disagree better in a more uh, respectful fashion. And, and then let the American people understand that we are all on the same team. We're fighting for the same country. And we're proud. We're all proud to be Americans. Even if we disagree on a way to tackle a problem, we're all Americans. We're all on the same team, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And we will make mistakes, and we will try to correct those and move forward. That's, that's all we can do. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. Neither party's perfect. But everybody has and make a point as they're moving forward with with their experiences Our experiences shape us in our lives. That's where we get our opinions from. That's where my opinion comes from as opposed to a different skater and so on, how we train in that competitive world and even in working, how how we perform. My my experiences growing up dictate how I, I manage my time at work and what my priorities are. Same thing in Congress, same thing representatives. We're all coming from different places and what those priorities are. But I believe we can work together. We, we've done it for years in the past. Our country is the greatest country on earth. We just continue to move forward, staying positive, working with each other, and, yes, have better, better arguments, better disagreements that would really impact, really impact our country, not the little things that really don't make that are more social uh, uh, trivia, it seems like at times, and what's the hot topic of the day. Um, that's what really bothers me as a, an American, to see that there are really important issues out there that are being sidelined, because yeah. of something that someone said that gave some shock value that's now over every tabloid or on every television, when the real, um, the real, important stuff that's out there, the, the, the topics, um, the laws, need to be addressed. Yeah. Where Where is that conversation happening? Because it's not happening in front of us, and that's yeah. I think why we get divided, because people start getting emotional about it instead of really looking at the facts and what direction we're going.
0: I think that's really great advice. I don't I don't necessarily know what the answer is. I think that's great advice of maybe how to turn down the temperature on the debate a little bit so that the American people can see you know see a path forward too and start to heal in this country. I think that's great great advice that hold me to it if you see me behaving in a way that's not like that call me out and i say that to anybody who's listening um, we've got to elevate the nature of our disagreement that so we can disagree better um one last thing in closing i think after uh taking a speed skating lesson with you i don't think i'm cut out to be an olympic speed skater <laughs> maybe curling curling, so, be,
1: curling is the hot sport right now all especially right especially in this building so you've got time how old are you i'm 44 you've got plenty of time uh, the curling is the sky's limit uh, those are Schuster and his team were incredible last games, the skill which they have, but to learn to play it is not really difficult. Right. Once you start getting those shots and strategy, that's where all the experience comes in, but it is a fun game, and you got a shot.
0: Congressional curling, <laughs> The congressional curling team started here today. So thanks, right. Derek. Thank you. I want to thank you for listening to Washington. What I'd really love to hear is from you follow this journey subscribe for free on itunes google play stitcher the ksl radio app and anywhere you find interesting podcasts to be part of this experiment in making the world's most powerful city responsive to citizens please email me at tips at loudmouthproject.com we'd like to thank the village that made this podcast possible andrea Smartin, danny akana allison Heyrend, Derek para and of course congressman ben mcadams Washington is a production of the Loudmouth Project.